From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. That was truncated, but... I, uh, I'm out of practice. So on brand. <laughs> We're all sitting here looking at our phones. Right. John says, oh, wait, the, it auto-turned off. And so we right. immediately grab our phones. Zero <laughs> seconds to right. attention span right. lost. That's exactly right. John is on it, turns right. on the machine... And we're still staring at our phones. Hey, Bart. <laughs> Good morning, oh, you guys. When did, when did you guys get here? Yeah. I've been here a while. You have, you've been here since <laughs> 10, 1045. Something like that. It's now noon. All, all good. Hey, what can I say? You got a at glass of uh, Odellini homage out of it. I did, and I saw Dave Hayes. And you saw Dave Hayes. Talking to him and his lovely wife and their, his friends, Steve. Como. 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 That's like, it. Like Bordeaux. Como yeah. Bordeaux. And yeah. Chateau. Chateau. And Como. E-A-U-X. Well, yeah, it's like Andrux Street. Andrux Street, yes. <laughs> How people call it Andrux Street. Uh-huh, nice. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to, like I said, I have a hard enough time with English. I'm just going to leave right. it at that. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to Winemakers. I'm John Myers. Petaluma High, class of 83. Petaluma. But, you know, you've all the Petaluma, the, the Petaluma ties are severed. You're a Sonoman. God, it, it really is. I mean, um, yeah. I have to think about, the, the next time I'll go over to Petaluma, we'll purely to... Do something in Petaluma. Go to Central Market. Right. Go to the Mystic Theater. Go to the Mystic Theater. Yeah. They need some. They need to get some shows going there. They just the had lineup. a couple. Elvin Bishop was here just this last week and with somebody else. Yeah. So that seems like, hey, uh, Lindsey Buckingham is at the uh, Blue Note in Napa this weekend. Oh, really? Sold out three shows. You know, I mean, things are coming back. Sure. Absolutely, Sam. Thank you. So we have Sam's spring releases my, my, on the show this morning. My delayed release. Well, I, I mean, Ex- it seems more like extended spring, release show, right? It seems more like spring today than it did oh, the yeah. days that we talked about it because when it was eighty-five degrees and right and warm and sunny and still right, and it seemed to- like a, a fall afternoon. Um, you know, with the little bit of rain that little storm or squall that came yeah. through was kind of cool squall. and it kind of feels that way yeah it's definitely the wind is crazy and we got our wow. first like you know the the frost machines we talked about this a couple months ago the frost machines went on at some point in like february but uh we're on our first like real frost alert mode you know every i imagine probably from top to bottom both you know the, the entire north coast right uh tonight um, with this sort of like in between our little spring storms that we're at right now. Right. Um, so every, you know, I mean, I guess if the wind keeps blowing that alleviates it, it's when it goes still, that is the issue. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Life is smudge pops, pots like they did in France. <laughs> candles. We, we, John, they, they candles. refer to them as candles. So it's we're smudge not, pots <laughs> in, in Florida, orange groves right i don't okay. think we're allowed to do are we allowed, are, i don't think I don't we know, can i don't allowed think, to do that anymore. yeah I, I i don't yeah i don't think we're allowed here to do that at all <laughs> um uh but no i i think it's the when you know how we get all of our news on instagram um i always see them referring to when they were burning them, the, candles. The, the, the candles yeah. yeah and so it sure um, looks dramatic oh it's awesome it looks awesome it looks though. awesome it looks but so much better than it really is in right. real life yeah right it's terrible so, 
um, not quite uh, Robert Kamen um, uh, ish, you know. Right with the with, with the wings, the wings trying to move the air to I, stop it. I was there the night they shot that, and it was it of was it was um, right along Garricky Road in on the the Los Tramos all side of the. Right. Um, that's where they shot all that Brashera side and the and yeah, the Los Tramos all side. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so funny oh and sam I, my yeah. brush with keanu reeves fame actually <laughs> anthony quinn was on that set and anthony quinn he's way cooler way than cooler than keanu reeves, reeves. <laughs> yeah anthony quinn and he, he spoke to me in italian and i just looked at him and i said yes sir <laughs> i agree 100 <laughs> percent. that was that was my anthony quinn <laughs> i i love that picture um that you posted from the vintage festival oh our little the little pickers yeah 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 we were we had labor. real grapes we were what? throwing grapes at people in the in, along the parade route nice hoodlum yeah you know Punk, yeah. And, 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 were you? and did it, it, i think did, it was 1989 so i was six six and a half yeah and and did i see did does does Enterprise Vineyard Management now have a PhD working for you? Or uh, does Carol Wilson have a PhD? She might. She's definitely way smarter than. I mean, whatever it was, right? <laughs> whatever it was, it you know checked another box for yeah. the um, all starness of Enterprise Vineyard Management. Well, that's that's the idea. You know, it, it build up the team a little bit. Yeah, um, hire the best. Hire the best. Yeah. Um, you know, not that. There's any like replacing of anybody, but if Phil is to work less than right. he is, um, it's going to take multiple people <laughs> to fill well, the just holes. To satis- well, just to satisfy his level of what he expects, right? You know, I mean, oh. and this is you know, honestly, with with Carol. So we we're talking about John, and I, we haven't sent out the press release. So breaking news on the podcast well, no, it was it I, was on it was on linkedin right it was on something I think it was, oh maybe that's what it was yeah it i think was it was on LinkedIn. linkedin um we've hired a senior viticultural position a woman named carol wilson who's uh highly pedigreed was actually the winemaker at moon mountain vineyards yeah. Um uh, so she you know this is 20 years ago working with enterprise vineyards uh, from that way left the cellar came back from the you know went back to school focusing on vineyard side of it and um is now she's like i haven't done it yet but apparently like walking a vine row with her and having her look at the vines and talk about everything that's going on and this knowledge base that she has it uh is is pretty awesome so excellent yeah exciting stuff yeah, it's, it's actually it's actually M- MBA, not MBA. PhD. But oh, so we got two MBAs now. The two MBAs. Oh, we're so fucked. So I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure there's a PhD out there. Well, somewhere. Alejandro Alejandro Zimana is our you know at uh, at Stone Edge right. makes made the wine that's in our glasses right now. Uh, he's PhD, Davis PhD. He actually was so smart that um, he didn't go into the wine business right away after getting his Davis PhD. <laughs> <laughs> not so smart that he stayed away, but right. It's a it's a, a thing you got to stay in it. If you if it's in your blood, it's in yeah. You. Once you yeah he uh, Alejandro I mean, Phil, Phil could never do anything else. He would never be happy doing anything else. Right. Well, and neither would anybody else be happy with whatever he was doing. But I'm bummed. Well, so to Phil. Thanks, I, thanks guys yeah. for being my audience. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> You need All a right. stand-up so, career. Yeah. Again, Sam. yeah. 
this is this is this is this is sit down comedy. (laughs) You know what? And it's the best kind. It's the best kind. All right, 2020. 2020. uh, Rossi Omar's Blanc. So we, um, as we sort of like have figured out Rossi Omar's Blanc uh, and the Rossi Ranch and these varieties, um, in twenty nine in twenty twenty we cut over basically our share of the Marson and what was left of the Marson went to Abbott's Passage for their sun blink or they have a their own blend comes from the Rossi ranch as well. Um, so this is, this is 70% Roussan, 30% Grenache Blanc. And I feel like taking the 62% Roussan, 38% Grenache Blanc. Hey John reading the label. Um, thank you. Um, so sort of removing the Marsan, which I, I've loved. I've always loved the, the homage Blanc. Removing the Marsan from the blend made it more serious. Yeah, and it also I think it makes it um, it makes it a lot brighter, a lot that's what lively, I was say. Yeah, yeah, a lot. I mean, the the not that the Marsan weighted it down, but the wine. The wine previously had a heavier feel to it, right? I think this is a much more like mm-hmm. fruit forward, everything forward wine than the previous. And that like the nose gravelly. is gravelly. Turning, right. turning up the Grenache Blanc right. to get that like gravel, right. wet acid, cement. wet cement finish. Um, and then, you know, the cool thing is what we cut over for Marsan, um, we T-butted... Uh, claret blanche so starting in 2021 there's a little bit of claret in this um so this is sort of that in between the the grafting field field cut over so yeah i'm excited about i'm excited about this though definitely it feels like it grew up yeah i mean aromatically it's it's way more impactful than i remember in Mm -hmm. the past what is it that creates that aroma I mean, you know, this is this is a Rhone blend, John. This is you know just because it's white wine, but with the Rhone blends, if you had 100% Grenache Blanc, it wouldn't be there. If you had 100% Roussan, it wouldn't be there. Putting them together, you get things that, um, you know, this this whole is worth more than the sum of the parts, right? Yeah. And I think uh, in this case, at least, and this is just my rookie throw a stab at it, is that I think the taking the Marsan away lifts the aromatics of the other two because mm-hmm. Roussan is definitely has its own set of aromatics Grenache Blanc obviously has you know beautiful aromatics and the Marsan is a little more at least to my experience a little more um closed or subdued yeah. and, and and so maybe it was you know kind of hiding some of it I mean I always think of Marsan as sort of the um the most Chardonnay-esque okay. of That's of the Rhone whites yeah um you know, it, the the fruit flavors are much more subtle. Um, certainly, the aromatics are more subtle as well. So, you know, it ha- and it has that weight. Um, so, I think taking that out, I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. It sort of, you know, yeah, brought everything out a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, it's really nice. Wine. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Speaking of rookie, well, and this made by, it was people. made by a PhD. So, <laughs> <laughs> those of you going, that are going to be down at it. Hospice to Rhone in Hospice to Rhone. T minus 10 days. Um, 
you'll be tasting that, man. That's I delicious. guess I better bring some. <laughs> I don't know what's on my list, but I'll just bring it anyway. <laughs> bring everything. I mean, that's the thing. So, I know I updated it, but the Hospice to Rune thing, we, the wines that basically we submitted in 2020. Right. Right. What we were going to bring. And Probably then you went in and I went in and updated some, but I got to go figure out what I'm bringing. Hospice Drone. We'll be there a week from Thursday. As this episode is a week as this breaks. As this, as this breaks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Speaking yeah. of, you said your your rookie um, opinion. Yeah. How about the garagistas coming to town? What does that have to do with me being a rookie? No, because because <laughs> you, you're, said, you, you made you're not a, a comment. And, and I, you're and not I, a rookie. You're I, more, no. But you are a garage. Rookie opinion. And that, that made me and think of that because so I saw you opinions it. either. We're doing this damn <laughs> thing you know, for that's five years. Right, that's true. I definitely, I, I, it could be said I do have an opinion. Um, so the garage teast, um, uh, tasting is April... 20 you'll Boy, be back then. terrible um no it's, it's in april it's coming up soon no in, it, in, in sonoma yeah it's, at the vets um, building it's it's april 30th so it's the last saturday of the month april 30th at the vets building i think there's going to be like 35 wineries um, that should be all fun. under 1500 cases um uh Primarily all from uh, the northern part of California. Um, I think maybe there's one or two um, Paso kind of areas, but for the most part, it's all up here. Um, and the crazy thing is, is you go and look at the list. And again, I think I know a whole bunch of the wine small producers around. I mean, we certainly met them all. And when we've had people that have been there in the past on the show, I, I would say 90% of them I don't know. Um, uh, you bring little winemakers podcast cards and drop them on yep, every yep. There's table, a, right? Th- there's some pr- pretty interesting ones, you know. Of course, a, a large smattering of Pinot Shard people, um, uh, but you we, know, it's okay to have Pinot Shard people on the show occasionally, <laughs> every once in a while. If you um, listen, you're right. You're right. Did that come out wrong? Ninety percent of the grapes grown in California are Grenache, according to the winemakers podcast guest list. <laughs> But um, tickets are still available for it. John, thanks. Uh, GarageTeast.com. If you contact me directly, I do have a discount discount code that you can use. Um, I know that um, some listeners are going to be there. I heard a rumor that Robert French was going to be there um, and a number of other people. Um, So it's always, it's it's a fun tasting. Um, So I think Robert French might taste more wine than anybody I know. More than me, and, and he's all, he's everywhere. Too. He's like right. you know, brewing beer and. Speaking of Grenache from the North Coast, what are we drinking? So this is Grenache. It is officially labeled North Coast. Um, I call it Grenache Sonoma Oakville. Uh, in our like marketing materials because it's Grenache from Sonoma Valley and from Oakville Ranch. Um, this is so 2018, the largest harvest in the history of the state of California. Um, 
everything we did was up. We made more wine in 2018 than we've ever had in any year. Um, part of it was. I remember you were very nervous. I'm still nervous. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, we have we made over 400 cases of this wine because basically on election day 2018 so that's november 5th i believe we were picking seven tons 10 tons of what was left at steel plow vineyard after everybody had gotten what they were supposed to get and it Um, ended up being pretty pretty good i know no no no, i mean oh oh, i thought you were gonna say you were picking seven to ten tons and you got 14 oh no 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 i mean it was whatever was left right we'd already picked our like what we'd expected to make for (laughs) yeah you know steel plow grenache steel plow homage or whatever um and on top of that we had more rossi than we intended for the auto ted program uh and oakville 2018 was the first year we made auto ted so we had a couple of barrels that of each that basically were surplus and combi didn't like anyway. Uh, and and then all the steel plow grenache. Um, and we sat down. And, you know, combi was part of it. Uh, Isabel was part of it. Eric Bradley was part of it. And we sat down and put together this blend. Um, 2018 is... You know, that's the crazy thing about it. So picking those grapes on November 5th, basically because we wanted to be done with harvest, Right. they they probably could have hung for another month. Uh, and as the weather turned out in 2018, we probably could have hung on them for another month. Um, I have tried to release this wine. This is probably the third, you know, Phil sent me shipment that I've tried to put it in. I tried to put it in spring last year. It wasn't ready. Tried to put it into fall last year and we like had it lined up and we, I don't even like built out um, the whole, club order with it in there and we opened it up the group and we tasted it and it's just like it, it wasn't ready um it's now finally starting to sort of release some of its tannic grip and and let fruit out uh, yeah, um yeah i you know what sam i i kind of have the same kind of thoughts with the 18 rossi that i made you know First of all, it's all Grenache, and right. as we've had those conversations, a little bit of Mouvedre or a little bit of Syrah would go a long way with rounding it out and mm-hmm. making it more approachable. Right. Um, but I released it, you know, as soon as I thought it was ready. And and Diddy was on your neck about your next Rossi grape bill anyway. <laughs> um, probably, yes. Um, but but I, I honestly, like, I, I, I wish I could have just sat on it because now a year later, probably from when I first released it, um, it's now it's kind of tasting like starting to really kind of come around, but this is, um, this, this is very drinkable right now. Uh, totally. It, it, I mean, you like, know, you feel mid palate on, there's this sort of like building tannic reaction that right when it gets to like being too much softens and fades yeah. six months ago, it just kept going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think this is like, you know, we, it's, we've priced it reasonably, you know, it's, you know, 42 bucks. Um, and, you know, it's, it's totally approachable now. Summertime yeah. one. It's not like over the top, you know, it's at 18, it's 14 percent alcohol on the label and, and, and there's um, no doubt i mean we've tasted other 18 
Grenache wines that you guys have made, you know, meaning the the Auditettes and stuff. And and this is a great example of how this is a delicious wine, but it's not those wines. Right. It's right? De- it doesn't have the sp- the laser focus of right. of a you know Autotet for sure or right. Rossi Ranch right. you know and and but it's but but you know like so many things and we've talked about this before you know the great thing about blends is that they um, they t- t- typically are you know more pleasing they're more approachable they might be slightly quote unquote simpler um, but it's delicious yeah yeah thank you yeah yeah we're, we're excited to, excited it finally came around um you know we were again we tasted it before we started this release and we're like all right is this is this the time right um and i think it's i think it's time i think it's probably got a long life ahead of it right um but it's definitely in a place where if you got this and waited your a uh, couple of days at least right before you opened it um it's it's in a good drinking right. spot. It, it it's it's interesting. So I um, going back to Hospice to Rhone is coming up. Um, I'm bringing the the first tasting is um, is that the library tasting the library tastings, and so I'm bringing 09 Syrah and 14 Grenache from um, Lassiter's from uh, Juicy, Juicy Creek. Creek. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had that. Well, I haven't tasted that wine in well over a year, maybe t- a couple of years. And I opened one last night because I want to know what I'm talking about. Right. And you know, we always go back to the anise thing. It's like such a cool showing of anise right now. And is this 14? 2014. Um, and and just like this beautiful fruit profile, and it really makes me <laughs> excited to try all these other Grenaches with some age on them because yeah. for me. I haven't tasted that many, you know, Sonoma Valley, for that matter, Sonoma County or Napa County Grenaches from right. those ages. And the way they age out is like so exciting. I think um, I'm bringing our, um, the original like homage à Galais. So I can't remember, I think I put either the 11 or 12 on the list. Right. And that's from the top of Mountain Avenue. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, which I haven't tasted in right. forever either. Yeah. Yeah. So should be fun. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a time. It's going to be a time. <laughs> also, the first big tasting that I've been to in... A couple of years. Trying to remember even the last time I worked an event like that. I don't know. I I, I think mine might have been the, the last, last garage, garage Tease. Because yeah. that was... Yeah. yeah Same know. two years ago? Yeah. I Amazing. think about it. Um and then while we're down there, John, uh, at least Sam and I, Brian might be busy getting ready for events, but we're going to do a, uh, joint, a joint. We're going to do a couple of joints, probably. We're oh, wait, do a couple of joints, podcasts. but we're going to do a <laughs> joint podcast with MJ, the excellent black wine guy experience. And, um, uh, he's, uh, Jeremy from tooth and nail. Oh, cool. Um, uh, and you know, they got some really, really cool stuff going mm-hmm. on. Um, and then we'll see what else we can gather while we're down. You gotta there. tell me what MJ's using on the road for his podcast stuff. Well, so we will take pictures. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna bring our stuff. Um, uh, MJ actually has a video uh, guy that he's hired um, for. He's serious. His, his producer's coming with him, so um, 
Yeah, I mean, he's such a professional. Well, he, he's an advertiser, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I mean, he's on the book. I know. So, who are his advertisers? I, I, well, Paso Wine. Paso is Wine one of them is one. You listen to his show. Um, uh, there was a new one. The last couple episodes. Oh, the Tob family. Oh, right, Tob family. Yeah, and, yeah, that's and, right. And their other distributor or their other side of it. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe we should get the Tobs to get MJ to Sonoma. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes, it is. Somebody out MJ, there listening, listening. Somebody do something. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just talk about it. <laughs> and then it'll disappear. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, all right. I'd be interested in hearing how he sells his shows because it's all about affinity and, and the affinity that people have he's, for the he's, show. He's done, he's done some cool things. He has another thing now that there's... He's doing some like Italian wine? Yeah, he's got something going on with a distributor where... Um, and they've got it, they've got it nailed because all you have to do is like text, um, text the, the producer's name to this number and, um, they're shipping you wine, you know, that you get an email, um, and they're going to ship you a sampler of that person's, um, uh, sample. So anyway, the sample program, I've really never heard of that before. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I mean, like free samples. I don't know. We'll have to find somebody. We'll text. Yeah. We'll have to text. So, um, no, 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 no. Not samples. You're buying them. Okay. You're buying them. All right. I'm sorry. All that, right. That that was my mistake, John. I was well, moving on to interesting the interesting concept. No, no. You know. So you text them, and then you get an email, and then you put in your um, credit card information, and you make a purchase. But it's just like one-step shopping, and then they are going to send the wines that he talked about on that particular podcast with the winemaker. There you go. So. That's maybe that's a little better explanation. Yeah, and um, and and you know we could do that too. It would be really easy. People to do. Yeah. We could uh, do lots of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it all depends. Yeah. Whoever comes on, you know, right. everybody gets a lift from being on the show. Right. Oh. Um. So I mean, even Desire Lines go back that long. Oh, yeah. And, Desire Lines, you see, they're all over New York right now. Yeah, New York, uh, Cody that. and Emily are. are yep. I'm, that's awesome. I feel I'm really like happy it. to see my friends doing stuff like that. You know, absolutely. Instead absolutely. of you know making the wine behind the scenes and letting Chris Cottrell go eat at all the fancy restaurants. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to be eating that. I, I'm. But there's probably some jealousy in that. There might be a <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, next wine. So new new wines, but also there's a library release in here. Um, this is 2016 steel steel plow homage. Yeah. No dead uh, air on, on the on the topic of you know uh, Calif- Northern California Grenache with a little age on it. Um, what happened here is we split this with Jeff Baker, the steel plow that we brought into Stone Edge, and he was starting his vulture brand right and basically by 2018 bottling he realized that he was going to be happier retired than starting a new winery brand uh and basically you know gave us back sold us back his share of this um so i think i only on the label no i fixed it by the time we printed the labels so we were going to make like 150 cases we ended up making 300 um so we have you know a fair amount in in the warehouse still thought it was a good time to pull it out and um sort of see where we are um 
And the 16 was my memory of the 16 vintage um, was the only time in my life that I've actually liked drinking or tasting the wine out of the press or out of, you know, out of the free run where it like, yeah. you know, when you taste wine, it's not, it's not that you don't like it, but um, it's a, usually when you're tasting wine, that's that young, that new, um, you're tasting for potential and you're tasting for flaws and you're tasting for, you know, certain markers, but there's still a whole lot of like things that need to happen, uh, you know, Malak to make a wine to make it yeah. delicious wine. Yeah. Uh, and in 2016, lot after lot, it was like tasted delicious and ready to right. go going in. And, you know, 16 was drought year, but sort of like benevolently drought year. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and, and I would say that I, I think that was a kind of across the board for a lot of wineries. I mean, it was just spoke of the vintage, right. maybe didn't ha- la- didn't have the intensity or the, you know, uh, some things, but one thing that was universal is a lot of people were saying, let's bottle that. Yeah, yeah like, totally. It was like, I wanted to bottle it right out of there right. and just start. Because it was so fresh and yeah. so beautiful. And, you know, that was one thing. I mean, I think aromatically, I remember those wines being, you know, really open, really young, yeah. where a lot of other stuff is just forces you to wait. It's delicious. I mean, it's starting to have some tertiary kind of age mm-hmm. indicators aromatically. There's maybe a little fade on the color on the edge. Um, but it's really in like a super balanced. There's yeah. still fruit. There's still acid. There's still tannin. Yeah. It's it's not like the fresh, fresh blight, uh, bright fruit. It's like you said, a little bit more tertiary, but a ton going on. Um still the anise thing kind of starting to kind of really show itself nicely. Um, yeah. Delicious. How much is that going to be? Price? I don't know. Wait, come on. Um, I know you don't like to talk about it. I kept it. it at basically release price. $48. Mm. What the hell I did that for? Oh, I know what I did that for. So that uh, the six bottle wine shipment could stay in the 280 range so it's like 287 i think for so i guess the six bottles i didn't pull them all out because there's only three of us and that's a lot of wine because uh, it's really eight nine bottles um so the 2020 rosé which is also in north coast so it's oakville ranch rosie ranch steel plow grenache rosé um the 2020 homage blanc which we just tasted the 18 north coast grenache um, 18 Odellini homage, which we've tasted on the show before, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's the 82, 18 Mavedra Syrah from the Rossi Ranch. Yeah. Um, this 2016 Steel Plow homage is a library inclusion. Um, and then we'll try next the 2019 Dos Limones Zinfandel. So that's the six, um, for the Phil sent me basic Phil sent me membership, you can add on if you're a member and you get the email or you want to call us, um, the, uh, Montagna di Sonoma. Mm-hmm. So that's the, the Dos Limones Sangiovese Moon Mountain District Cab blend. Um, and then we also did a 2020 Steel Plow Viognier. Um, and we still have some of the Rossi Mavedra Rose. Wow. So those are the, but the uh, 2020, 
I think we made like less than 50 cases of the Viognier, which is why it's not a regular. If so, if you're a Viognier head out there, uh, Dan Bixby, uh, Kelly Cornett, um, there's there's a little bit of that. It'll be pouring it in the tasting room all summer, probably. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, 2019 Dos Limones Zinfandel. Uh, 2019 was Phil's 40th vintage at Dos Limones Vineyard. Okay. So that was, you know, 79 uh, hired to convert the vineyard to or- organic. Um, Thank you. And I don't think... I don't think he could have ever imagined 40 years later right. that he'd still, still be, be farming it. You know, when he when he signed the lease, I think the lease just got renewed, um, a 25-year lease, to, and this was like 94. So I think it was, this was the last year of the lease, um, of the old lease, because he, he signed a lease and replanted um, the vineyard. He's like 25 years. This will, I'll be retired. This will be, you know, whatever. Um, 25 years was a long time, <laughs> a long time away in '94. So, uh, so when for the for the listeners out there, when when you hear someone, um, you know, when you talk about that, so they understand, you know, planting a vineyard is a is a long process, and you know, to to ask someone to plant it. Um, it's a lot of capital. Um, it's a lot of waiting for any return. Um, in this case, um, Phil was connected with the property enough and felt the potential enough that he actually took a lease on it. So essentially he's taking ownership of the property. He farms it as he wishes. Um, he does plants what he wants, but at the end of the 25 years, he either walks away from it and the owners have this planted vineyard or he re-ups the lease and keeps farming it, correct? Right. Yeah. So well, the beautiful thing about this thing is there's there's actually three owners. It's very Burgundian. Um, there's one owner for the Syrah block. Uh, and then there's the Zinfandel block and and, you know, 10 vines before the south end of the Zinfandel block, it changes to another property where, so there's, you know, a fraction of the Zin and all the Sangiovese are on a third property. But when, but when, when it was originally, it was all it was, one. Right. It was, it was so, yeah. so when Phil started farming, it was all one. And then over the years, um, it was divided and yeah, exactly. subdivided and, and other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. That's, complicated it's complicated you know? yeah, um, land and, and and just yeah. the fact is you know the i guess my point with bringing it up was the commitment to it on phil's side is huge i mean 25 years did he make enough money on the whole project with the capital that was put out to do it and stuff um you know it does that make sense does like anything in the wine business does it any yeah. of it pencil out you know uh the i'm sure he never penciled it, so it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, a lot of those grapes, um, you know, Freiburg Zinfandel was a staple of Katuri Winery. Right. Um, so I, I think for the most part, um, it went there. The Sangiovese he sold to Benziger forever. Right. Um, went into some imagery wine. Right. Um, so, you know, and it's... Uh, and then, really, the first sixteen six hundred wine that wasn't from the Zin in front of his house was... Um, you know, Syrah from that 
from that vineyard. So, um, you know, did a pencil out exactly, you know, did he ever get paid for the Katuri wine? Has he ever gotten <laughs> really paid for the 16600? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but, you know, yeah. the, the place 40 years plus of, yeah. of organically farming there. Um, you know, you say this to people all the time in the tasting room, and I make sure you know that the Jasmine and Nick and Paul and Marty and everybody, um, saying that a vineyard has been farmed organically by the same person for f- now forty three years. Um, there's not there's, a lot of people. There's, there's not a lot of people can say that on the planet, right? Um, and it's worked because God, this. And it's freaking delicious. Okay, well, so okay. I mean, uh, so so here here's the deal with this. This wine, aromatically, is like off the chain, off the chain, and and totally like what in my mind's nose memory is Zinfandel, like, and and I feel that my eighteen Zin from Los Chamazol is kind of in the same space, and to me, it's that it's it's a hundred percent Zin, correct? Yeah, maybe not. Okay. There's definitely but, some but, other things out there. But the zin that's there is really is showing it. It's not being it's not being held down by Petit Syrah or Alicante. Right. So whatever that percentage just is. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, whatever that percentage is 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 beautiful. And it's Monterosa it's you know, Martini clone, Monterosa right. clones and and then this is my other like I my feelings of soapboxness on the eastern slope of Sonoma Mountain. It doesn't get baked. It gets morning sun, and even that's late morning sun because it's got to come up over Moon Mountain. Right. So it gets this period is where it's warm, but it doesn't get baked. And then the afternoon when it's truly hot here, it's in the shadow of the mountain. And so it just develops flavor, and it doesn't get to the raisiny. Um, it doesn't the, – the green berries to raisin ratio – probably on this vineyard is very low compared to something planted on the valley floor um yeah another one of those things that was a good soapbox yeah another one of those things where phil said do you want a little bit of zinfandel from has he tried to sell you this when i was first you know mm. trying to right. do stuff and i was like I, I don't have any money to buy that and you know it's kind of still that way with me um but uh God damn it, that's good wine. Well, and, and for all you home winemakers yeah, out there, um, Peter Brem is one of the, it's like basically we split the Zin block with Peter Brem, uh, and what he does with it is you know, he crushes it and, and freezes it, and you can buy whatever, like five gallons of it, take home. And I, I know um, Angelo Cosimo, I think he's at least seen the peter brem you know right. and and asked me about it um so it's it's out there if you're a, if you're a home winemaker check out b uh r e h m i believe um and he you know he sells really good grapes in small amounts for home winemakers and and some of it is and he listed because it it's you know it's cool certified idea, organic dos limones we, you know he, he i've sent them info on the vineyard so it's it's like you know it's legit, legit. The, the, the problem with this wine is it's so drinkable like, <laughs> yeah, it just goes down. Mm-hmm. It's, I was I listened to this comedy show in the morning. These two guys and they were talking about um, some canned wine, canned rosé. And they would do such a and, thing. And the guy goes, the guy goes, wait a minute. He goes, 
you mean to tell me that little can is half a bottle? He goes, if I, I could drink four of those, that'd be two <laughs> bottles of wine. But he goes, that wine, I could totally do it. And you know what? This wine is one of those wines, like, not that it should be in cans, but... Say, you you, you want to see Phil's head explode? Right. You, <laughs> We're going to put right. those ones in in cans, Dad. Yeah, no, I guess what I'm saying is it has that drinkability. It's yeah. just, like, so... Just um, keep drinking it. Just comes, yeah. It would just go down, yeah. yeah. It, the, the, um, the wild blackberry aromatics, yeah. where, you know, it's it's... It's blackberry, but it's not like the blackberries you buy in the little clamshell at the supermarket. Um, it's, no, it's, it's blackberries it's, when you go out and pick blackberries and what you right. smell when you... And you even smell like a little of the vegetal of yeah. the like blackberry bush, right. you know? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, is that briar? You know what they call that, when they call briary? I mean, that's... Yeah. I guess in my mind, that's what that is. Totally. It's that. And it's, and that's, it's classic and that's Zinfandel. Classic it's Zinfandel. classic yeah. Sonoma Valley Zinfandel. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not a whole lot different flavor-wise than sort of peak of, like, what you were making uh, at Kenwood from, like, the Jack London Vineyard. Right. You know? I mean, it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just it's about the same elevation yeah. and and just yeah. south of that. Right? And, and, and it really is. I mean, you know, the cooler climate Zinfandel is a beautiful expression of Zinfandel. That's why those old vine Russian River, you know, vines those wines are so delicious because it's a cooler climate. The varieties that are planted with it help boost the ripeness, um, but not overpower the Zin where, you know, other places where there's a, a lot of petite or a lot of alicante, it kind of suppresses the quote unquote classic Zinfandel. Right. And, and, and this is not suppressed. Yeah. And I don't mean suppressed in a negative way. No, no, it's no, just no. a different, a different, um, Ex- exhibition in in the way it should be done is those you know there is because there is a little alicante and a little petite around i think there's even a little merlot in this vineyard but um instead of making it not zinfandel it almost sort of like it's the amount that highlights the zinfandelness right cool sam nice nice yeah. wines thank you i'm, I'm excited this is a, this was a fun, a fun How much club of the to put together. Zin did you make? Uh, what did I put it on the label? 150 cases. Okay. No, yeah. I'm gonna have to have some of that. I mean, this is just like. <laughs> well, you do have a wine club <laughs> shipment to pick up, John. Oh, look at this! Hey, Dave came out. Please, Dave, sit down and join us. I was just gonna ask if you'd like to come out. We need a we need a glass for him. All right. I can go get uh, one. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Sit, sit down. down. Sit I think, down. I think you, First of all, Ellen ran. I was going to get right. up, but she, um, she's got it. She's on it. Very good. How's Welcome your, to how's Sonoma, your so far? Mr. Hayes. Uh, well, it's fantastic. You're in the Rose Room? Yes. All right. Has anybody been lost into the Sisyphus table yet? Yes. Okay, good. I've been entranced <laughs> by the, the whole process. Very cool. That's the sand table? That's the sand yeah. table. What do you call it? it, it the Sisyphus Can table. Can you spell that? Uh, S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-S-I-
on a turntable motor. Because we actually had to we had to replace the whole mechanism recently, uh, and it is. Um, can you program it to like write words, or is it you, just you can um, if like you're drink smart? Drink more Grenache, uh, or something like that. It, we're uh, the new guy, Nick. Being the youngest man in the room, youngest person in the room, um, has been tasked with figuring out how to make our logo happen uh, on the Sisyphus table. Oh, that's or for call. me, as I got to get to Nick to it, like every twelve hours, it just writes Dane Sellers on yeah, exa- it, it totally. and then it, it then it erases itself before, I, before somebody shows right. up to see it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's a good call. It did make a star while we were sitting there. It's, I, did, I, I did watch the star. Happen. Nick has figured some things out because it's doing things. Uh, new currently things, huh? that I've never seen it do before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the last for like two months or maybe more, it sat there and did nothing because the motor was burned out. So people just looked at it and it was like a okay. So lit Dave, up coffee table. Dave Hayes, um, welcome to the table. Thank you. Um, you know, so Dave worked in retail for a number of years, right? A couple of years, yeah. A couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and now you're a buyer for a steakhouse. Yes, steakhouse and a butcher shop. And oh, it's nice. a butcher oh, shop. Nice. Yeah, we nice. have a little market off to the side. Um, yeah. Eighteen eighteen Chop House, 18. Edwardsville, Illinois. Okay, eighteen eighteen Chop House dot com. Yep, there you go. Get it out there. Um, and how's that going? How are you enjoying the new responsibilities? It's good. I haven't worked a restaurant floor since 2008 so it took me a while to get the restaurant legs back under me but uh we're having fun um illinois is an interesting state uh we're further south about four hours out of chicago which everything filters through chicago so we're trying to get uh some wines that a lot of people down in our part of the state haven't seen before and i found a couple distributors up there that will ship down to me so we're expanding the list a little bit so um, and so were you buying when you were in retail or were no. you more of just working the floor, helping people figure yep. out, um, you were the most influential person on the floor at that point and And you're still kind of that way. Yes. Um, what do you think about buying? I like it. Like, um, can you tell, do <laughs> this when you taste with a winery, um, not so much the distributors, cause we all know that's all about, you know, what happens behind, but when you're tasting a winery, are you one of these guys that like gives no reaction whatsoever and just tastes and says, thanks a lot. Or, or can <laughs> us as producers, can we read you, you know, what sort of poker face do you have? I, are you going to trigger Bart's, are you going to trigger Bart's market visit PTSD or are you going to actually have a conversation? <laughs> no, I, uh. I and I approach buying wine like I approach drinking, and I'm gonna buy what I like, and I'm not gonna buy what I don't like. I don't just buy because it's from a certain person or whatever. But yeah. it it is one of those things that I'm as honest with my customers as I am with my with my people who sell me wine. Yeah, and so it's been fun. Yeah. People enjoy bringing me wine to try because I'll tell them I like it or I don't like it. Right. Uh, one week, best week ever. I had uh, we were closed on Monday, so I was off. I had uh, a local winery and a distributor bring in uh, folks to taste on two different people on Tuesday. I had a tasting on Wednesday with the distributor. One on Thursday. We went over to St. Louis to a tasting on Thursday night that week, and I had another one on Friday. So it was a, it was a good week for trying new things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm liking the new gig. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, how are you balancing what you like <laughs> with what 
it's going to sell in the restaurant what goes question. with what goes with good question right or or does it vibe or is it like what you like is is what's right for the customers and the and the and the menu i cut i cut my teeth uh on wine in a steakhouse 20 more years ago so it does vibe pretty well um we also have the the, the probably the people that we focus i don't say we focus on the most but a focus what we do we have a locker program so people can pay for a locker to store wine in and they get special buys on wine and, and I'm their resource. And so we're working on some of them on learning some new things and trying some new wines and, and it's gone really well. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a roanhead. So a lot of people are learning about Grenache and Syrah for me that have always drank Camus. So, yeah, that's you cool. know, that's a pretty right easy, You're doing easy the Lord's work, Dave, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, my friend Nils, um, uh, worked for a while for a large distributor who was a, basically Kendall Jackson house. And um, he did really well on selling all of the European and the small production stuff that Kendall Jackson repped. And his boss would always go, you're doing great with all the stuff that we don't have anything to sell with, but you got to sell the La Crema, right. you know? And he hated being told that just yeah. hated being told that, but it is, I mean, it's part of it. Right. I mean, I mean, it it, and it's tough, I, you know? And then the other thing is you have your clientele that that's what they're looking for. Maybe not La Crema in a, in a steakhouse, but you know, one of those yeah, other, yeah. Camus or yes. us. Or a silver oak of the world yep, stuff. Exactly yeah. right. But can yeah. we? Re this place is a steakhouse, a butcher shop, and a wine locker. Yeah. If it was like a putting green and a dispensary, I think I'd never leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so we are a mixed use. So there is a pool uh, in Wait, the and back. There's a swimming pool. <laughs> no, so, and you not, can not a swimming pool. Not a swimming pool. like pool hall. <laughs> yeah, no, there is a swimming pool. Like it's like there's apartments. It's it's in part of a complex with residential space. So there's a pool out back. So, so this is heaven. That's why it really is. So. <laughs> No, it's a really cool development, and uh, they've done it, and they're adding new things all the time. They, they just built a new thing across the street with another couple of bars, and there's a sports bar. There's a uh, Oaxaca, the it's a Mexican margarita bar kind of thing uh, right across the way from us. Uh, there's a, a is there a humidity? Oh, there, there we, 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 we are. Are there tornadoes? That's now what I'm we good. specialize in. So. It's winter, too. I'll, I'll see in Mar May. May, yeah, May April. Is good. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. April, you weeks. might still get snow, but yeah. I'd take uh, snow over humidity. <laughs> Do never go to the Ozarks if you don't like humidity. No. Because it, it has the biggest, it has these things called chiggers. First of all, that bite you and it stay in you. And they bite your ankles and you yes. come away, you walk someplace and you have chigger infestation. It sucks. That's I'm serious. Agreed. And it is the most humid place in the world, I think. And I've been there a couple of I'm times. I'm going to say it, John. We call it the armpit of the Americas. It's, so. it's a, it's a you tough one. You know what is a sneaky great wine market, though, is is uh Walmart had Walmart land, Bentonville, Bentonville, uh, Arkansas. Bentonville, yeah. Arkansas. You know why? Because they have really good people who have good taste that they've hired and they move down there. But you have to live. Well, in, well you know what else town. is? It's a huge mountain biking area. Mm. Huge mountain biking area. Mm. Are you, are you, you're obviously going to Bentonville. I'm not going, some, I'm not going to Bentonville at, um, yet, but You'd, it's on my... No, what, what's happened in Bentonville is Walmart has like realized... They needed. To, they've like supported all these restaurants and wine shops, and there's people coming in from all the all over the world trying to like sell to Walmart 
and like keeping this little economy going. Uh, There's actually Scribe has had a, had a, a layover with really? uh, Andrew Mariani uh, in in Kennedy one day, and we had a couple of Bloody Marys, and he had been in Bentonville on his like. You sound like a man who has two MBAs working for your company now. <laughs> Somebody, what happened somebody to you, finally Sam? smart enough to get us on the right track. <laughs> it's on brand. Definitely no, not. it's not. No. <laughs> it is. It's hire other smart people to make you look good. Yeah, that right. is totally exactly. on brand. Hire people better than you are. That's it, man. Thank you, Maya Commissar. what you Sid know? Carol Wilson. It's who you surround yourself yeah. with. Right. right. Yep. So how have you been enjoying Sonoma so far? Oh, it's fantastic. We, uh, we've had some great tastings. Started off with a little sparkling tasting over at uh, Iron Horse. And uh, yesterday, our big trip was up to uh, Cayman. We did up in uh, yeah, the hill. Sky deck. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful. Uh, it was too windy. We actually were in the casino. Oh, you were in so. the, the studio. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, that was great. And you've been to Limerick Lane, right? The Limerick Lane. Yep. Uh, Jet, we actually spent about... Two hours, probably. That's a nice, a nice place up there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we spent about an hour and a half, two hours, just sitting and talking to Jeff Cohn on the front porch of his little tasting room. Yeah, we're sorry about that. So, right, through those are two hours. You're never yeah. gonna get back. <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. So yeah, love you, Jeff. Yeah. How's Jeff doing up there? He seems like he's happy. Seemed very happy. We like were there. like yeah. his new place. Yeah, yeah. Is it just that he moved out of Sonoma because of? The traffic wasn't there yeah, at I mean, the I red think, grape spot. See, there was or... a, it's a tough location, for sure. Um, and you know he lives in Santa Rosa. Well, I that think makes it was sense. Just closer to yeah, and I, and I think sense. also it it was a it was changing up his kind of winemaking program that he's in this new facility also. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, he, they um they're they're in a new facility, a little different setup and mm-hmm. stuff, and I think it all just kind of all made sense together. Well, Healdsburg is packed. I mean, you, you can't find any place to park. You, can't, you know, it's, it's tough. That's right. So come to Sonoma yeah. Valley where we have parking. Right. We're an hour closer. It's not as hot. A lot of parking right behind the 16600. Don't come here on a Wednesday afternoon when it's the Enterprise Vineyard staff meeting. Right. And there's no parking and it's full overstuffed with giant, dirty white trucks. Right. That take up a space and a quarter. A space and a quarter, and then they park in the fire lanes and the, yeah. So, what's the rest of your trip like? Oh man, um, let's see. Tomorrow, I don't remember. We go over to Napa at one point. We're gonna do Biali. Oh, nice. Uh, You'll have then, fun. Yep, and then uh, headed up the mountain to uh, Mayakamas to the estate up there. We're tasting up there. And then uh, that evening, I think we're down back into Napa with uh, Daniel Benton from Crows and Smith Wooten. So one of my distributors set us up with that one. So um, that should be fun. We're doing uh, doing some Dry Creek stuff. So up to Bella, doing a cave cool. tasting up there. Um, Talty, we're going to visit them. It's one we stumbled across last time we were all out yep. here. So um, for Steve, that's where Steve Law first kind of. Oh, we're going teeth. to see Steve Law. Oh, and good. Yeah, we're good, going good. To good. Yeah. Please tell him hi. That. Yeah. Definitely. He's got such a nice little place out there. That's now. a fun. So where his place is, I assume he's, I think I looked on the map. He's still where I thought he was. But our, Ellen and I's first trip out here in 1999, our first night we stayed at Landmark. Right. And there's a little suite on the end of their building there, yep. which is like you can pretty much see where he is now from that spot. That's right. So. I, it's, I mean, it's, you can literally throw a stone. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, 
to it. Oh, look at that. Steel plow homage. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. You ought to try the Zen. Oh, man. Yeah, the Zen's pretty I'm good. I'm in love with that. We'll get him there. He did just have a, <laughs> or probably in the middle We're of, in the middle of, in yeah. the middle of a, the He's regular pr- Nick's probably like, uh, where did they where did, go? Where did my group go? Did, well, they, did, something did, I they, said, did they dine and dash on me? Exactly. <laughs> it was funny because we just got done listening to uh, Synchronicity 2 from the police in there. And he picked out the next album. And he, we probably thought he picked a bad song. Right. <laughs> you know, he's he's... He's young, but he knows his music. He knows how he knows his way around a turntable. He's one of us. All he's, right. he's figuring it Fair out. Enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. Well, cool. That's so funny. I love the 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 marker of the tasting, not where they were, what wine they'd had, the album they just had. Ouch. <laughs> Bart making love to his Bart's microphone, losing the battle with his microphone over here. I didn't realize it was a battle. Well, neither did, yeah. Yeah, neither, neither did the microphone. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Cool. Anything else? Um, shout outs and events and self-promotional things. I think I hit mine. You got, you know. you got Garigist. We got Gar- and hosp- super hospice. hospice and that's on the 30th. Um, yeah. Great. Great. The, I want to go to that. Uh, May 1st, so the day after Garigist, when you're nursing your Garigist hangover, you can just pop open a can of primitivo rosé or mixed whites uh and we'll do uh we're doing virtual vinyl sunday um so jamie oh, nice. jamie Great. and the crew will be back i don't know who the music is yet but i gotta figure it out so that'll be you know afternoon of the first of may perfect and then the next sunday vinyl sunday in real life in austin texas yeah. with uh brooke and randy hester at cl buteau yep uh, that's gonna be fun and- nice pronunciation did I do it right? practicing yeah. I have been yeah. practicing <laughs> if you listen, looking Brooke in the mirror <laughs> saying it over and over again uh and that I think actually Brooke and Randy are sending out an email on it right now um so that's you you buy tickets through them for that uh and Randy and I are gonna sort of uh MC and they're actually bringing in a DJ who's gonna pair uh records and songs with the different wines that I'm pouring so awesome it's gonna be fun yeah Awesome. I'm going to do something else in Austin maybe the night before, so I haven't figured it out exactly yet. So if you remember, maybe we'll do a dinner or a meetup or something. I'm not just going to go down there for one thing. So Yeah. And Dave, thanks for visiting. Thanks for taking part. Next, yep. Well, the next visitor we have is um, Roger Randall. I was like, Roger's headed out. Yeah. Coming in a couple in, of days next week. A couple days? A couple, couple weeks. A couple uh, weeks. 20, yeah, 27th, yeah. I think. He's, yeah. on, he's about on our calendar somewhere. Yeah. We clear space for Roger. And then Rob Wildman just... Uh, Rob was just here. Rob was just here. Yeah. Um, sort of a la- maybe last minute or at least told us last minute. Yeah. Was. And then, um, yeah, and it's interesting watching the uh, Facebook feed. The, the, the There's the crew that is taking over the Jeremy Stinson and uh, Kevin... Uh, Kevin Burns, you know, they, they, they want to take over the podcast. Oh, and okay. I think they've found Anthony DG and Bonte as, you know, their, their number uh, four. Um, so we get a week off <laughs> content. If they can produce content, <laughs> they, that's exactly. worthwhile. maybe we'd run. What are we going to air? Uh, what you guys do down in the, I don't know. We'll see. What so yeah, we, we got the, we got the MJ joint. Joint podcast, yep. uh, and then we'll but probably. That's all, I, I, we're we're going to try to record at least one or two. Yeah, no, we, that is what we're doing. Okay. We're sharing that, and then we're going to try to record one or two. Also, I'm I'm going to take the microphone. I'm going to do a man on the street at the tasting. Okay, cool. And just 
kind of walk up to people. Um, I need to practice a little bit though. All right. Um, so we'll do that. We might have some editing for Ed to have to do on this one. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have that. to work on this one, Ed. We can get that. Okay. I can do it. Um, yeah, but it makes make Ed, Ed do something. I make him, Ed. <laughs> make him do it. Yeah, that was Sam said that. Just to let you know. Just, that was Sam. Did you get your wine club shipment yet, Ed? <laughs> At least it made it this time, I'm sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Yep. Thank you. Dave, what oh, a pleasure. And oh. then uh, next Wednesday, we're going, you know, Napa. We have to get in the back door because we're going to Lang and Reed. Oh, really? Everybody knows. Oh, uh, yeah. We're going to St. Helena. Next Wednesday is 420, um, and I am predisposed, not for um, the obvious reasons, but we're canning. That's our that's our canning. We're bottling rosé, uh, our one 2020 red wine. And um, the Primitivo and mixed whites going into cans. And then you can stop by at our new, new Spark dispensary. That opens That's on right. 420. On 420. That is They're actually going to get it open on that day. That is freaking ambitious because it's still like the uh, um, those are my homies. Evidently. And it's still like it, the sign still says Plaza Tequila. Yeah, and that building needed a lot of work to be a restaurant again, let alone a whole new use. So we'll uh, see, but they've I been working on it for Eric a couple Pearson months. Man. You know, they've been cranking on it. So I have that down. So yeah. we just need to tighten that up. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. All right. Make guys. Sure that Brian's got the tires on his car. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Peace and love.